Thanks for downloading the Beyond the Money podcast. If you hear anything on today's show that you need clarity on or to make that first consultation, give the team a call, 727-334-0024 or always online at mycampbellandco.com. As always, thanks for listening. Now, let's get to the show. The Fed's effort to slow the economy is wreaking havoc at tech companies. Massive layoffs. We've talked about it here. Microsoft, 10,000 employees let go. Google, 12,000. Amazon, 18,000. Jackie, it feels like the sector that really held the market up for the past couple of years is now starting to pull it down. So market down, tech is down. Does this mean that my retirement accounts also need to be down? Need to be. I mean, those words, you know, should, could, would, Mm -hmm. uh, need to be. Um, No, I think there's ways around it. And you're right, but this is normally what happens with the S&P. You know, there's 504 companies in the S&P 500. And even over the past five to 10 years, a good part of them are at times more than half of those companies were in the red, were in the negative. And we just had such great momentum with the tech sector that it really pulled the overall index up. So a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to buy this company or I don't want to buy that company. Well, guess what? If you have one of those generic exchange traded funds, ETFs or an index fund, the S&P 500 or some mutual funds, you're going to have some of those companies in there. So there are strategies, there are solutions where we can take that out and just be really strategic on what you have in your portfolio. And and that's the thing is there's several sectors in the stock market and those are going to be rotating. Almost always they don't stay the same year after year. So what was really hot last year, last week, may not be what's hot next week, next year. So it's just about having something that's going to be a little bit nimble to be able to navigate through the rest of your life. You know, there are some scenarios sometimes where, you know, kind of the set it, forget it is going to be good. Um, like, for example, I have this this one client and uh, she inherited a lot of stock from her grandmother and it was uh, one of the gas companies. And, you know, I said, you really have a heavy concentration in this. And we had the conversation multiple times and I explained the extra risk that was involved. And she said, I know, I know, but this is like mom and apple pie. I cannot get rid of this stock. So we all have different reasons why we're going to keep things and kind of set those and forget them. But the overall portfolio, having a plan, having a strategy, and even considering a solution that is like a bond alternative that has a zero floor where you're not going to lose any money, that's a really great way to kind of redesign your portfolio. If you have a retirement plan, you're nearing retirement, you're in that retirement red zone. We call it the five years before and after retirement. That is the most critical time frame for being successful in retirement. And the greatest fear is still to this day, not running out of money. So if you find that you're in that time frame and you just kind of have some hodgepodge and you just kind of snatched and grabbed some things along the way and you don't even really have a reason for it or a purpose, give us a call. I would love the opportunity to sit and talk with you. 727-334-0024. And that initial consultation, no cost, no obligation to you. Jackie, if we're in the tech sector and we feel like we're about to lose our job or a layoff could be coming, what's your first piece of advice to a husband, to a wife who feel like they may be getting fired? 
if you think it, you need to prepare for it. And if you're not already prepared for it, having a conversation with a fiduciary to see, you know, hey, am I missing something? You know, there's obvious things, right? We cut back on more spending. That is the number one thing. The other thing, and as a certified financial planner, I am really, really, really passionate about this, having three to six months of living expenses in your emergency fund. I don't care where you put that emergency fund, but it needs to be liquid if you need it, when you need it, sort of like a parachute. So that is extremely important because I see it again and again and again. Interest rates are going up and there is more and more credit card debt. Don't let inflation show up in balances on your credit card statements. I've seen up close someone, several people lose their job that are in the tech sector. And it's makes it a very difficult market to get back into because now you have this larger pool of really, really skilled and talented and experienced IT people. I guess that's what you call them. Nerds, nerds, they're nerds. They're a little bit nerdy, (laughs) but yeah, they're really, really smart. So now you have this, the, some of the best of the best looking for the same position. So it's going to be more of a challenge and often you're going to end up settling for a little bit lower of a paycheck, maybe not get health insurance. A lot of different things can happen. So definitely if you are at that point where you think that's going to happen, I recommend that you talk to a fiduciary, see what adjustments you need to make. Normally with the DoorDash, that's going to be your number one stop bringing DoorDash in. That's going to be a great way to save money and get some money in your emergency fund. Prior planning pays. It's one of the mission statements from Jackie Kimball and team at Kimball and Company, 727-334-0024. And this weekend, if you have that 500000 saved for retirement, that could be across a savings account, pension, 401k, and IRA. That initial consultation, no cost, no obligation to you. Let's find a time and a place that fits your schedule, 727-334-0024. All right, I am intrigued to get your take on this story. So Cher, singer, songwriter, actress, 76 years old. She just got engaged. Her soon-to-be husband, 36 years old. That is a bit of an age difference. But if there's more than that 10 years between the ages of spouses, Jackie, what kind of challenges did that bring up in retirement planning? You know, this isn't the first time. I don't think I've ever seen a 40-year age gap, but I've certainly seen 17, 18, 19, 20. Uh, That's the biggest gap I've ever seen in our planning scenario. And it does bring up other issues. I mean, you know, Cher, I mean, that that could be her grandson for sure, uh, you know, but she she doesn't look. Could be. Yeah, math would work, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But, you know, I mean, good for them. And and sometimes you just can't always help who you love, but uh, but you got to plan for it. I mean, huge differences there. She's already at the age of retirement, past the age of RMD, required minimum distributions, and already taking Social Security. And, you know, he's just at the beginning of that. He's still putting into it. That's right. And I'm sure there's a prenup in there as well, some really tight legal agreements. So he, you know, has different planning needs. But what we do, and I can just tell you a little bit about our experience with this, we we have something that we call the same page page. And that's about getting couples on the same page. And often you may think you're on the same page, but when you come in and we start talking about things, that's when we get the like, you know, a lot of head nods, but also I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm going to stay here with the grandkids or I'm going to go golfing and we're going to travel the country. I'm not leaving the United States. And, you know, there's just that that disagreement. And, you know, the concept is right. 
the terms, the verbs are right for what they kind of want to do, but not necessarily the logistics part of it and how much time they're going to spend doing it or how much money they're going to be spending doing it. So getting on the same page when you're talking about retiring, you know, there's different stages of life and we actually have a timeline that we have created and it's called a lifetime planning timeline uh, to keep it very simple and no matter where you're at so if you put from age pretty much age one to age 99 and you know what different planning strategies or techniques do i need to look at we call them milestones birthday mm-hmm. milestones 55 is one, 59 and a half is one, 60, 62, 65, because you're eligible for Medicare and supplement at that point, and also age 70. And for years, Mark, we had age 70 and a half. It is still a milestone for a qualified charitable distribution, but now the required minimum distributions are at 72, 73, and 75. So depending on what year you're born, that's gonna be part of that timeline. And how do you layer all these things in? When should you start Social Security? What should I do if I retire before age 65? When you have someone that's 19 years apart, uh, for example, in this couple that I've worked with for several years, 19 years age difference, their goal was to retire at the same time. So at that time, they were in their 50s and 30s, and we got them to age 65. The oldest Mm -hmm. uh, happened to be the male. Mm -hmm. And when he was at 65, she was 45. So to have someone retire that early, a good 20, 15, 20 years in advance, you have a lot of things to plan for. Health insurance being one of those largest pitfalls. So that, and if the 45 year old, if she's got money in her retirement accounts, her 401k, IRA, 403b, whatever different number you want to give to it for the tax code, there's a penalty if they take that money out before they're 59 and a half. So you have to really, really put those numbers, those ages on that timeline. And I don't know about you, I don't know about everybody else, but I really help, I'm, it's helpful for me when there's something that's a little bit more complex that's in a visual state. Yeah. I'm able to analyze it, look at it, memorize it, and kind of get those different milestones in my mind. So definitely that's part of our process. If you have an age gap, if you have a blended family, those are definitely more complex situation scenarios. There's absolutely ways that you can do prior planning for those and make sure that you accomplish all those things. Life insurance, having a tax-free retirement, especially for the second to die is going to be more important and long-term care, being really intentional and making sure that you truly understand the decisions that you're making. Those are the things, the pitfalls, the dangers that normally come along. And having been done this for over 30 years in the Tampa Bay area, you see trends, you see patterns, you see similar contexts come along with couples and with their planning and with their dangers and their pitfalls and the realities of what happens. And those are just a few of the ones that we try to address when we're looking at where are you at right now? What's your GPS? Where are you at on that retirement timeline? And where are you trying to go? What are you trying to achieve? What is your age differences? What is the most tax efficiently way to get you there? 
taking the least amount of risk. That's what we do at Campbell Company. That's what we do differently. That's part of our results in advance retirement master plan. If you are unsure where you're at on that timeline, what milestone you're at, what step and actions you need to take next, give us a call, 727-334-0024, 727-334-0024, or online at mycampbellandco.com. I'm glad you mentioned that results in advanced retirement master plan. When you subscribe to the Beyond the Money podcast, we have a podcast that breaks down each step in that retirement master plan. Jackie goes into great detail how they put that plan together. Again, just put a search on it across all podcast platforms, Beyond the Money, a podcast for all the information, mykimbellandco.com for all the information. And we invite you to check out the website as well to meet the team from Campbell and Company. Jackie, when you start vetting financial advisors, you're going to find a lot of different titles, investment advisor, financial planner, CFP, wealth manager, broker, but they all get paid in different ways. Some are fee-only, some are fee-based, some are commission-based. So what should people look for when they're starting down this path of finding the right financial advisor? Well, we call those the F-words. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually got that from, from a client. She said her favorite word was the F-word, um, fiduciary. That's right. You know, you want to look for a fiduciary and truly try to understand what that means and what different credentials or titles or names have that fiduciary responsibility. And fees, fees is another big part of it. You talked about the different ways to get paid. There's really a couple different ones. There's an investment advisor, there's a financial planner, you hear of a retirement advisor, you hear of a certified financial planner, you hear of wealth manager, but really what do those different terms mean and which one's gonna be the best one for you? Mm -hmm. An investment advisor is somebody who provides clients with advice and manages their investments. That's gonna be a little bit more generic. That could be on that accumulation phase of your life and that could be on your decumulation phase of your life. Um, that's gonna be somebody who's gonna help you pick the right securities and then manage them for you. A financial planner, that is someone who their main objective is to help you build a plan that's going to be comprehensive. It's going to encompass your budgeting, your emergency savings that we talked about a little bit ago, college funds for your kids, insurance needs, retirement planning, and estate planning. So kind of a big picture, 360-degree plan. A wealth manager is a financial advisor that caters to high net worth individuals. Uh, they're familiar with uh, the same services as, as the financial planners. They do the retirement planning, insurance and investment management, but they also specialize in, you know, some of the challenges, the dangers, the pitfalls that someone with a higher net worth will have. The philanthropic planning, uh, whether you should do the QCDs, whether you should have, um, you know, some sort of trust, um, an irrevocable life insurance trust, those more complicated things that come along with estate planning. Mm -hmm. And then you have you know, that's typically thought of with someone with more assets and, and more uh, higher wealth. But, you know, when you talk about wealth, my experience is that no matter how much money or how many zeros you have in your net worth, you always know someone who's got more than you do. Mm -hmm. So most people, even if they have eight million dollars, don't consider themselves wealthy because they know somebody who has more. Uh, the last one is the certified financial planner. That's the CFP. Uh, that is the still the golden standard. That is the highest professional standard in the financial planning industry. CFP, they have the four E's, the examination, 
the experience, the ethics, and education. So with rigorous education requirements and lengthy certification exam, I mean, that was that was a pretty intense exam. I'm a certified financial planner. We have our continuing education that we have to continue each and every year to keep our license and our designation. And that is a fiduciary. This has a fiduciary responsibility. There are other licenses where we have a fiduciary responsibility, uh, FINRA, SEC, depending on what designation there's a, a six, a seven, a 63, a 65, and there's a lot of different licenses and designations that you can have. But these are the most common terms that you hear for a financial advisor. And it's just important to know what the differences are. Not all of them require the education. They don't all require a license. They don't all require the experience. So definitely want to make sure what assets you have and what is going to be the best fit for you. And another thing that comes along with that is a stockbroker. We hear that term quite often. You know, a stockbroker is going to be someone who works for a, a bigger box firm. Mm -hmm. They're going to have different rules and different limitations, different restrictions and different products that are going to be specific for that company. And fees, how do they all get paid? That's where you're going to start seeing the variation there. And there's a fee only. That's whether you're charged a flat fee, an hourly fee or a percentage of your assets on an annual basis that's being managed for you. A fee based is going to be a mix of commissions and fees, and then you're going to have commission-based. That's where they're commission-based only on everything that they sell or service you with. So it's just a matter of what's going to be the most comfortable for you. Ask the questions if you're not sure what all those terms mean. But, you know, fee-based, we are fee-based uh, here at Campbell & Company meaning that we do charge a fee only for our assets under management and we do charge a fee for our financial planning. We are not a discount brokerage firm here at Campbell Company. We are not the least expensive financial advisor that you're going to be able to meet with. But I can assure you that as a certified financial planner and certified public accountants, we are going to be looking at things from a completely different experience, different view. We will look at that full 360 degree view and we will also be talking about tax planning. Most financial advisors, our financial planners, cannot talk about tax because of the brokerage firm or their RIA, the registered investment advisory firm that they work with. Being dually licensed here at Campbell and Company, we are able to do that. We don't just talk tax, we truly prepare tax returns. We understand it. We have our own education and training that is continuous. One thing is changing. The market is always changing, but so is the tax law. It is written in pencil and expect many, many changes to come over the rest of your lifetime and your retirement. And if you're not planning for your taxes in retirement, you're missing a big opportunity to save more money and keep it in your own pocket. Jackie Campbell is an investment advisor representative with MarketGuard, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice nor recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situations. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested.